nice. Welcome. Uh, welcome. Welcome and uh, hi. Hi and welcome. Hello and welcome. Hey. Is it hello and welcome? Hi. That's what people say. They say hello and welcome um, to the... Welcome uh, hello. Welcome and hello. Greetings and, uh, and salutations. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't have a bit for the beginning. <laughs> hey, it's the Brain Bogger Podcast. You're listening <laughs> hey. to episode... I have no idea what episode number this is. We must be getting close to 100 now. We're yeah, definitely more well, than was 50. Because yeah. 100 should be two weeks prior to when 50 was last year. Yeah. Mm. How did I, I figure I it out? Know. Last time I figured it out somehow, I just don't remember. Maybe not. Did we do I, something special for our 100th episode? Oh, I, I know. know. It's Libsyn. You can just go on Libsyn and see which episode we're on. Mm. Did we already pass mm. the 100th? Mm. No, I don't think so yet. We're, we're getting there, though. We did a we're Q&A for the, for the 50th. Um, oh, is that what we did? Yeah, okay. yeah we did a little mini one. Um, I, I knew that we did something special for a episode. I didn't remember what the context of that yeah. specialness was. Okay, we are on episode 95. Oh, okay. Wow, we're closing in. Wait, closing so in. This I'm is 95. I'm not even going to think about it. I'm not even going to think about it. Um, all right. <laughs> number five? Well, uh, I guess, uh, I, guess um, I can start off with the introductions. I am your Trojan. Mm. J Jack, nice, uh, nice. I'm taking it. I'm gonna do a little middle of the word letter. <laughs> nice, you like it, you love it. All right, Brian, wants more of it. You go, please. You want me to go? Yeah. All right, I'll, I'll I'll do one that's not the obvious one that I could take. Um, okay. I'm your BIOS B. Oh, Brent. Ooh, ooh, nice, ooh. nice. Ooh. See, you know, I was gonna try to come up with something creative, but I'm just gonna go with the obvious binary B Bobby. Beep, there you boop. go. Zero one. Zero. Was that the obvious? Zero, I got. I, I had a. Few I think that that's what Brent was talking about. BBN. Yeah, could have worked. Okay. Yeah. Bob Thomas. Yeah, sure. We'll talk about. We'll talk about those. Uh, I don't know those in a bit. Um. Mm. But uh. So as uh, you guys probably saw from the uh, title, we're talking about computer viruses. Uh. Huh? Some the history. We're going to talk about the history of them. Uh. And also. Uh. The. Uh, the uh, the most <laughs> notorious sort of virus in each milestone because there are very definite like milestones with with uh, computer virus development. Um, so we'll talk about some of the uh, some of the uh, 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 some of the notorious ones. Everything from the first computer worm all the way up to uh, ransomware, uh, which is talk- which is. We're gonna be talking about like Y two K and stuff like that. Um, no, Y2K actually was nothing to do with the computer virus. Y2K was that when the clocks ticked over from 1999 to 2000, uh, that computers just wouldn't know how to do that, I guess, and shut <laughs> everything down. That is so yeah. strange. It was mostly bullshit, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. Bro, we're... Oh, go ahead. Something go to say? Ahead. I was just no, going to say, Brent, were you... Uh, 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 as, as we know, Brent was a, was a young man on the early days of the internet. So some of these... Some of these ones that we're going to talk about, Brent has probably heard about. Like, I bet you've heard it, like... Uh, like the- I invented a few of them. <laughs> yeah, Brent is the uh, coder. Um, all right, so I guess to uh, to start us off... Well, I will, I'll ask you, what do you guys know about computer viruses? Mm. 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 That's a good question. Mm. You got your you get your antivirus Norton's <laughs> <Yeah>. and McAfee's borderline <laughs> <and laughs> viruses, the Windows themselves. defenders. I don't. I I gotta be honest. I don't really know. I, I know I sort of am the self proclaimed hacker here, but I actually don't know shit oh, yeah, when it comes to the, uh, computer viruses. This is the um, uh, hackers ones and zeros. I, I know. I, I 
I know about backdoors. We're going to use a backdoor to get in here with this virus. We're going to talk about backdoors a little bit. <laughs> I, I yeah. know about white hat hackers. Ooh. Yes, white hat hacker green. Yeah, white there hat are, hacker green. <laughs> there are white hat hackers and there are black hat hackers. We can actually just talk about that right now because um, because uh, uh, they um, it, 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 there's no really like place to do it. But uh, a white hat hacker is just um, a hacker that doesn't do anything malicious and a black hat is one that does um and then there are like i don't know if this is a real term but like sometimes people will get called like gray hat which is when they like used to be bad but then like got hired by a company or something kind of like mm-hmm. a catch me if you can situation we got a fun story about a, a gray hat hacker uh later um a fun fact actually antivirus is technically um is technically a computer virus um by Bro. by the actual definition of it what it's not is a trojan which okay so what is a virus <laughs> what is a computer worm and how is a computer they, how are they different <laughs> i'm a computer um all right so um a computer worm uh is actually older than uh viruses um so a worm is an entirely self-contained program that um, can self-replicate. It's uh, that can self-replicate. Uh, whereas a virus is something that changes the code of existing programs and then replicates itself that way. Um, hmm. So, is, is uh, a computer bug its own thing, or is that just like a, a bug? Is a, a bug is a. Um, is a, is a mistake in the code of oh, something. Oh, there you um, go. Yeah, the fun fact as to why it's called a bug is because back when computer programming was done on um, actual paper, uh, the first computer bug was because a fly landed on the paper and got squished as it was going through the machine that read <gasps> it. And so it caused the error. So that's why they're called computer bugs. What? Wow. That's Same, crazy. That's also Fun where facts. we get the term patch because a patch for a program used to literally be you would have to cut out a section and replace it with it. You have to patch it back in. What? Damn. Yeah. Learning something um, new here. Yeah. Analog computing is insane. I don't. I don't know anything. I. Uh, I uh, don't know. You ever seen those videos where um, analog calculators? Because um, when you divide by zero on a digital calculator, it just says error. But when you do it on mm-hmm. a analog calculator since it's you know actual machines it still needs to run through i think it just it either runs forever or it locks up i can't remember but um yeah it's kind of uh it's kind of interesting so yeah so the virus uh affects other code uh and a worm is just there it's kind of like in the name like a virus you know goes into it whereas a worm is just sort of like there as if you know like just like in the human body yeah hmm um, so where did these all start? Well, the first uh, concepts of a self-replicating uh, machine or 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 thing, um, just in general, uh, can be go back as early as the '40s. Uh, however, there was a oh my god, why didn't I write it down? Uh, uh, there was a, it was a bug in your research yeah it was a bug in my research where is it yeah a 1970 short story the scarred man by gregory benford which describes a computer program called virus which when installed on a computer uh would randomly dial phone numbers until it hits something that gets answered and then transfer itself to that um so 
that was the uh, that was the first sort of concept of it, but it didn't c come into reality uh, until 1971, so less than a year later. The first computer worm was called Creeper, uh, <gasps> and the creep. Oh, wait, yeah. I know where this is going. Do you? Does it have taking... anything to do with Minecraft? Absolutely not, Bobby. This is 1971. Aww. Yeah, but but is, aren't creepers in Minecraft uh, a glitch? Weren't they a glitch? Um, so creepers started because um, Notch, the original creator of Minecraft, uh, yeah. he meant to make a pig like two units uh, wide and four units long, but he mm -hmm. accidentally made it um, two units wide, two <laughs> units uh, long, and four units tall. Oh, that's yeah. Um, so, right. so they ended, so they ended up being before. skinny and tall instead of long and skinny like the pigs are now. Um, mm -hmm. And the name creeper comes from uh, they're supposed to be made out of like leaves. That's why they're green. And so the name creeper comes from the creeping vine. I think oh, that might that might be okay. that might be wrong, and that might that might be that might be them justifying a mistake afterwards. But uh, but yeah, I'm reading into it too much, creeper. basically. Yes, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was called, uh, Creeper, uh, and at first it wasn't a worm or a virus. It was merely an experimental program created by Bob Thomas at, uh, BBN Technologies, which was an old computer science research firm. So Creeper was designed to move through the ARPANET. Now ARPANET is the Advanced Research Projects Agency Network. It was kind of a, uh, proto-internet which was used by universities and research firms to easily share data um it was so the way that modern internet works is there are central databases that you connect to and then they like send you out somewhere else uh whereas arpanet was peer-to-peer -peer, which just is machines connected directly to machines um mm -hmm. we're going to talk about the deep web eventually but the deep web is a peer-to-peer -peer, uh uh service um okay so what did Creeper actually uh, do? Well, uh, once it got onto your computer in the teletype display, it would say, "I'm the Creeper. Catch me if you can." It would then, <laughs> it would then move, it would then move itself to another computer uh, when, whenever that computer was connected at some point. Um, so, it uh, this iteration is not considered a worm because it is not self-replicating. It was one program that was only existing on one computer at a time. Uh, it wasn't until a second BBN employee by the name of Ray Tomlinson, uh, he added code to make the creeper replicate itself, uh, which would then, uh, so he would then go to a computer, drop, copy itself, and then move. Go to a computer, copy itself, and then move. Uh, so why because did you of do this? this? Um, I it, it, a proof of concept. Okay, like mm -hmm. like. As, figure it out yeah a common a common theme with computer viruses is um it was programmers just trying something new that hadn't really been done before um and sort of um sometimes they were like purposefully to show like if i wanted to be malicious this is how easy it would be right like um, find weaknesses in the system yeah so he just he just intended it as like a cute um little game uh, basically, uh, so because it is self-replicating, this is considered to be the first computer worm. Now, the second computer worm was also created by Tomlinson, and it was called Reaper. <laughs> and nice. its job How creative. 
<laughs> its job was to move through the ARPANET and delete Creeper off of off of everyone's machines. No way. <laughs> and then delete itself. Yeah. Um, so uh, I just I just thought that that was so <laughs> so funny. I I um I love that. It's kind of cute in a way. Like I just like. <laughs> Yeah, Ooh, I'm Creeper. Hello, hee hee hee. Catch me if you can. Jumps to the next <laughs> computer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm Reaper. I'm looking for Creeper. Have you seen him? <laughs> yeah, dude. That, yeah, that's exactly. They 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 would have, they would play voices and everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would like. He was like, "Who's Reaper?" I, he was probably like, "Oh, I just, I don't know. Reaper, it's cute." Yeah, like, <laughs> um. So uh, over. The, so that is uh, like that was the proof of concept. Basically, they, he was the first one to be like, "Boom! This can be done. You can you." I have made a self-replicating uh, machine thing. Basically, it was it was it was the first um, man-made thing that was self-replicating that wasn't like a living organism um creepy yeah it's uh kind of i kind of scared myself a little bit with 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 all this research um <laughs> so over the next uh couple of years other viruses and worms would get created most of them harmless uh some accidentally malicious just by by the nature of them uh slowing down uh machines and stuff uh as like an unintentional side effect um but uh, the next large milestone we reach comes in 1975 with the introduction of the first Trojan. Now, Ew. what is a Trojan? It's not the condom brand. It's, uh, it's a the horse. horse. Uh, it's not a horse. No, it's actually more. It is similar to the horse. Uh, it gets its name from the horse, actually. Okay. Um, so just like in, for people who don't know the Trojan horse during the Hellenic wars, um, I don't know, one Greece or, or somebody, some, one side was, was, was trying to get into a city. The other side didn't want them. Greece in the was city. trying to get into the city of Troy. Greece was trying to get impenetrable while. Yeah, yeah. They couldn't do it. So they were <laughs> like, Hey, uh, we surrender. Here's a, here's a big statue of a horse, a wooden horse to, uh, show our good fortune. And they were and like, apparently, oh, all right. the truth of the story is that it was only like a, like seven feet tall and they were all crammed in the horse <laughs> yeah yeah which so is really funny to me but anyway in the horse and they got out it was probably like two guys who just like got out and opened the <laughs> gates but they, yeah. they they brought the horse into the city at night they climbed out of the horse opened the gates uh so a trojan program is something that tells you it's one thing meanwhile installing other programs without your knowledge um so that's why norton and like mcafee are technically viruses because they affect because they're affecting the code that viruses were affecting. Um, right. So, but you, you obviously gave them permission to know that they're there, so they're not Trojans. Um, uh, like, bloatware, kind of, is not a Trojan, uh, because it's in, like, you're just not careful when you're, when, if you're installing bloatware, you need to be reading your, like, agreements when you're installing things, because, like, that's how they get you, because you just blindly click through, agree, 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 agree. <laughs> And then, boom, you got, like, that, that like, oxygen search engine. And you're like, what the heck? I don't want oh, this. Oh, yeah. And it, like, <laughs> and automatically replaces your search engine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, that's not a Trojan either because you technically gave it permission. Uh, so Trojan however, would have to be in disguise. Yes. And so um, the first Trojan, again, as we will see as a common theme, was not intended to be malicious and didn't end up being all that malicious, really. Uh, okay, so it came out in 1975, and it was called Animal. Uh, it was created by John Walker, and it was designed to run on Univac, uh, which is considered to be one of the first commercial digital computers. 
so it was it, on the surface, it was a game that would use 20 questions to try to guess your favorite animal. So when you ran the program, it would pop up, uh, think of an animal. It would then ask a series of questions, uh, be it like, is it is it a farm animal? Can it swim? Yeah, is it, is it big? Alive? Is it small? And you would answer, and the uh, yeah, the user would answer in yes or no. And and this game became extremely extremely popular um, because he uh, the creator John Walker described it as the animal game to end all animal games. Um, apparently, like animal games were very popular. Like this this the machine asking questions as like a, a way of computing, uh, uh, sort of a, a early machine learning. So he figured hmm. out a way to have a self correcting program. Um, so what does that mean? It means that let's say your animal is a polar bear, if Along the way, one of the questions was, is your animal red? And you accidentally said yes, you weren't paying attention, or you just don't know what a polar bear looks like. But at the end, it still got to polar bear. Other programs would now think that polar bears are red and be incorrect. However, uh, this animal program was able to compare that answer to all the previous answers and figure out um, the accuracy of the statement, uh, whether or not whether or not that should be put into the database or not. I think it was also able to... Um, add new animals but i uh didn't find i like read one line about that and couldn't find anywhere else uh mm. that said about this all right so where's the trojan in this this doesn't sound yeah. all that bad right so other than the horse <laughs> <laughs> i guess you could yeah horse was probably in there that's, <laughs> um, that's good brent <laughs> so i didn't even use a soundboard <laughs> So this um, this program became so popular, and now this is 1975. There is no internet. Uh, there is only the ARPANET, and uh, people would have to send a letter to him, say, "I want this program," and he would have to send back a floppy disk that had the program on, or what? not a floppy disk. They weren't floppy disks yet; they were data tapes. Um, he would mm -hmm. send back a data tape with it on it. They would then install it, and they loved the game. Um, so he was like, he got sick of having to send it out to everyone. And also because he only had like, he would have to get a new data tape every time. So he created this program called pervade. And what pervade would do was when you opened up animal program in the background, pervade would run and it would search all of the directories that the user logged in on that account on the computer, any of those directories that they had access to, it would scan them and see if there was a, a copy of animal in that directory. If there was no copy, animal would copy itself and place it into that directory. Oh. Now, uh, here's, the, here's the thing. It needed to, uh, it still needed the, to run animal in order for this, uh, in order for pervade to run at all. Um, so if, if, if a computer got somehow infected with animal, but never ran, it wouldn't, uh, it wouldn't spread itself anywhere. It would just be dormant kind of like, it would yeah, it would just, it would just be sitting in whatever directory it was. So what happened was, uh, there was a feature in the Univac systems where if you went to a directory, it could, it would run the latest modified program. Uh, so it was just like a shortcut for programmers and stuff. However, sometimes if they had a data tape that was um, 
that uh, they didn't know had animal on it or a colleague sent a file to them that uh, has animal on it, even though that they didn't know, that could then be the last run program. So say I made a program last week, I played animal. Animal is now in the directory with that program. I need to send the program to Brent. I send it to Brent. Brent's like, oh, I'm just going to run the directory. And then Animal boots up. And Brent's like, what the heck is this? Oh, it must have just been a mistake. He probably just didn't realize that he had this program here. You close out of it. You start it up. Meanwhile, now Brent's computer, every single directory has Animal in it. Um, so this hmm. is how it... Uh, it uh it's it spread uh it, to the point where people would be getting data tapes uh like with it on it that should never have been on it um where uh it was showing up on computers that people didn't request uh this program for so did, did he do this intentionally or was this just like a mistake like he did it well he did it intentionally he well, there's i i have a quote from him uh walker himself notes that today this is known as a classic trojan attack but at the time he called it a neat idea <laughs> um because nobody had ever done it before he just thought yeah. it was an easier way to get his program um spread around uh so right it was like leaving your cd on someone's doorstep it's like yeah hey, yeah check out my yeah. new album basically um so he released the trojan in san francisco and within a week it was found on machines in washington dc as well as machines in minnesota uh and this is 1975 where uh like with very limited connection and it was able to spread across the country in a week that's crazy and and also you have to understand too like limited connection but also limited uh ownership of like computers like it wasn't in yeah. everyone's house like, well, like it, yeah, it was like not it, these were like yeah at this time like you if you had a computer it was like it would be i don't even know what it would be like having today really um i don't know like it a would washing be like, machine like <laughs> no it would be like having an electric car like 10 years ago oh right something that's right. like ahead of its time yeah yeah um so uh now the univac system had something that was called a super user a super user is similar to an admin user on today's computers where they are the ultimate user they have access to every directory that um every user has if you don't know on modern at least windows you can have multiple users and so like only only users have access to files um on their user account unless uh they share it with other people unless you're the admin user the admin user can see everything on the computer so once animal got into an admin user's directory which was inevitable um it would then take it would then be in every single file on the computer it was estimated that uh i think uh, maybe a few hundred machines had it um and uh walker states that there are like data tapes that are in archives that have like important early like scientifical research that have copies of animal on them just because <laughs> because of the, nice. the the way that it that it uh propagated the dude like uh, trolled like the history of computers it's crazy yeah yeah a little bit um so walker stresses that animal was not malicious in any way except for maybe an unintended annoyance uh with 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 the uh with animal popping up when you meant to run some other program uh and right. also the amount of data that it would take up but it, it wasn't that big um so it wasn't it wasn't really that much of an issue just a minor annoyance uh so it was in fact so careful that 
Um, a single system update, the Univac system changed to using this reading method called e EVAC8, which it, just know that it changed how the directories were read. Um, and so because of this, and since Pervade was so careful about finding directories, um, it could no longer find any directories because it didn't know how to read them, and it wasn't programmed to brute force its way through because, again, he wanted it to be really careful. Uh, so that single update uh, ended the spread of, of this, uh, this quote-unquote virus. Um, so, uh, so yeah, that is the first um, Trojan, certainly not the last uh do you guys have any, any questions any questions yet confused on anything uh no i don't think so uh, i mean it's it's kind of funny that it, that it started out as something as so goofy it's just like this like weird animal game for yeah. computers to talk to each other and be like what am i <laughs> do i go moo <laughs> i go i go moo in all your files like, what the yeah, oh, okay <laughs> like okay yeah it is it is like it, uh, this i'm surprised well I, I don't know actually like this is the ultimate like you, you in 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 the uh in in the disaster movies you know there's always the scientist who's like oh it's going to replant every tree on earth and then yeah. um you know so you know so it's always some assistant e or something evil military mm -hmm. man or someone comes in and is like or oh, yeah. it could it could uh bury every single it could it could you kill everyone <laughs> you know yeah. like that is like the guys who want to like, weaponize it yeah yeah right um i think it's that this reminds me a lot of uh 20 questions the little like computer game do you remember those like spheres they used to sell yeah and it was yeah. just a little like lcd screen and it was just like what what are you thinking of and it was kind of <laughs> like that genie game yeah, you know I it was very similar those. but it's funny to think that there was a time where uh these games didn't use the internet as a source of like new data you know like the every, all the mm -hmm. animals in the system were all set and i mean i guess if it did have the ability to learn new animals you could like input them yeah but w what's so different about the internet now is like there's this vast web of information that's accessible but at the time yeah. it was just whatever was in the in the coding yeah, it is kind of crazy how fast um things move like it only took it only took four years it took it took less than a year to go from to to to, to add it to self-replicate and then it took less than a year to make it so that you can't even notice it when it's running mm. um and then uh so those were all computer Mutating. worms those were okay. not technically viruses because they were all self-contained programs um but the first computer virus wouldn't come until 1982 uh so what is that like seven years after the first trojan um and so if you guys thought it was funny that the that that the first trojan was just because some dude wanted an easier way to uh to 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 spread his animal game uh yeah. wait till you hear this um so the first virus was called elk cloner um, no idea why elk is in the name cloner because it would replicate itself, but elk, no mm. idea why. Um, it was created in 1982 by a high school freshman named Rich Skrenta. Uh, he designed it to be used on the Apple II. Uh, <laughs> Rich was known for, quote, copying that floppy. Um, <laughs> 
Which was uh, which was how you was floppy kid. (laughs) Yeah, which was how you he was the kid. He was he was known at school to be good with computers. So um, he would uh, like pirate games and copy them for his friends and stuff and other programs to give to them. Uh, However, Skrenta was a uh, notorious prankster. Um, And so he would often modify these programs to like say obscene things or show or show funny images or stuff. Um, and eventually people caught on and were like, hey, we don't really want your discs if they're going to have all this like crap on them. We just want the <laughs> game. Um, so uh, he was like, OK, I got to find a way to. I got to find a way to make it so that they can uh, that, 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 that they don't know about it. They don't know about it. Um, so he wrote a program into the boot sector of a floppy disk. And what that basically means is just the boot sector is program that gets run whenever the disk starts up. Um, and what this did was it ensures that any time a disk was started, the elk program would run. Uh, uh, it would then load itself into the memory of the system and wait for another disk to be inserted where it would copy itself into the boot system of that disk. So this is why it is the first virus because it is it is going into known code and inserting itself um in there uh and it would so it could either be spread by sending files with the actual computer or transferring disks between uh computers uh the virus would leave a signature byte of data um, on the disk that was an indicator that the virus was already there and didn't need to get reinfected uh this would prevent elk cloner from installing itself multiple times the same thing was done with creeper creeper would would only install if it was uh would only install if it wasn't there same thing with animal it would check to make sure animal was there first what did it actually do well it had no malicious intent he was just a prankster and on every 50th launch of whatever program had elk cloner in it it would a poem would pop up saying elk cloner the program with a personality. It will get on all your discs. It will infiltrate your chips. Yes, it's cloner. It will stick to you like glue. It will modify RAM too. Send <laughs> in the cloner. Um, so wow. like, oh my god. <laughs> so that's all it did. And like, people, people were like, uh, like uh, people were scared of this message, obviously, because it's saying it's gonna infiltrate your whole computer and yeah. your RAM and shit. But he was just a uh, he was just, he was just a prankster. So um, eventually, it was found uh, a way to delete it um, was found with leaving uh, the signature bytes still there. So it sort of acted as like antibodies would in our own system against viruses. Um, so you would have when you deleted it, it would just leave the byte. When Elk Cloner came back, it would think that Elk Cloner was already installed and your computer would be safe. Uh, eventually, they figured out how to write that byte in on already without um, needing Elk Cloner there first. So that was sort of the first antivirus was was programming this byte into into the disks. Um, so that's basically just the end of the uh, of the first a virus that is so um, funny though like that that was like all it did it was just like hee-hee. 10 yeah. times 10 is 11 t i'm here yeah. to steal your ram and squee. i know 
Yeah, dude. I just, I love, I, I don't know. I Like, if computer viruses had stayed like this, it wouldn't even, like, I wouldn't even care. Yeah. Like, it would be kind of Yeah, annoying. like, if, if I logged in my computer and it was just like a, like a bumbling elephant that was just like, ho, 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 my name is Joe and I'm here to see have a nice day and then he went to someone else's computer i'd be like oh my god like, what oh the heck my was god that? joe joe whoa nice joe the you. elephant <laughs> but no no now it's a little more insidious i feel like yeah now it's like they're trying to steal your information and your bank passwords and shit yeah um all right Some so general one uh, uh well at least he didn't die from the first computer virus like a uh, russell washer did in community <laughs> yeah <laughs> i do not get this reference oh my god is it god. true that he got the first computer virus yeah, yeah. yes yes because he loved computers more than they did boobs and hooters <laughs> oh, or whatever the rhyme oh, was he, he like he himself contracted a computer virus yeah that's, but, okay, but that's pretty good spoiler warning spoiler alert he didn't actually die yeah, no. Oh, lame. He just fell in love with yeah. the computer and lied about his death, but... <sighs> so lame. Um, all right, so Elk Cloner was the first virus. However, it was <laughs> it was limited in scope because he was... The disc started with him, right? Um, mm-hmm. And didn't really uh, didn't really go that far. People, people noticed it, you know, because every 50th launch... Um, and, and people were like, oh, obviously it was him because where did I get this disc from? This guy. Um, the first right. widespread virus was called Brain, and it was four years later in 1986. It was created by two brothers in Pakistan by the name of Amjad and Basit Farooq Alvi. Uh, Farooq Alvi is their last name. Amjad and Basit are the brothers. Uh, this was the also the first virus for MS-DOS. Um mm. I know that one. <laughs> yeah, Brent's like, I yeah. use DOS. Hey, listen, I stuck a couple floppy disks in a drive and booted up a couple you, games of Defender. You, cop- you copied Through any a- of those floppies, Brent? I, I did not know how to copy the floppy and that at that point in time when they were like true floppy disks. Yeah. I just knew how to put them in and then run the code to run the game. Yeah, I... So I could play like... I'm, uh, I don't know, whatever. I was playing Gauntlet or some shit. I'm old enough <laughs> to have used floppy disks but young enough nice. to not know why these rigid disks are called floppy disks yeah right yeah. well yeah i mean i i use those two for school for like oh i have a paper and it's on this yeah. floppy disk yeah the little tiny ones that are like rigid and like made of hard plastic yeah, the, the ones but, that are the save the, icon but like the yeah. commodore 64 ones i was used to when i was growing up were actually like legit like f- like floppy you could like do a little wave yeah, with them if yeah. you're shaking them and they were like three times the size yeah when we were in school i feel like jack like we i definitely was like why are they called floppy disks yeah I didn't, you know I, we used uh, to use them all the time in elementary school but I yeah it was like a leftover name from like when they actually were floppy i think i only use them in the sense of like oh i think i may have used them only like a little bit but i know i had some at home that i had like a program on or something um but uh so yeah so this was the first virus for ms dos um, and again, this one didn't have any intention. This was um, actually trying a- an attempt to stop uh, program piracy. It was intended as a copyright tool. Um, so because the brothers thought that they're, uh, they were writing medical programs and they thought that they were being stolen and copied and sold. Um, so they, they hid this, uh, this virus in the little, uh, in the bit because... Um, they wanted to, uh, they wanted to see where, 
where it was going and who were the people who were um, who were getting these copied programs. Uh, mm. So, what the uh, the virus did was it contained a message during the boot up sequence that would say like. Uh, your computer has been infected by brain in order to remove this virus uh, contact Amjad and Basit and then they would sh- it gave their phone numbers um, and at first they were just getting calls from people in Pakistan and they were like oh okay so like they would go and fix these computers but obviously they didn't expect it to fr- spread that far uh, however they started to get calls from the USA and the UK of customers angrily demanding that their virus be cleared from their computer uh, <laughs> um, and the brothers were like astounded at like that that it that it got all the way to America, and so like this was the first time where it was like okay, a computer virus on a mass scale um, could uh, be done. They also claim that it was done to like show the vulnerabilities of of connections uh, and the such, which uh, again is a is a common uh, claim from these virus writers. It's always to 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 show the the vulnerabilities of something just try to spread awareness man you know we just really need to be aware that these viruses are out there and if we don't show you how bad it could be who's gonna do it exactly. uh, although yeah these this was only a uh this was only a um a small small amount of, of data that it yeah, was yeah. done so like these these first ones really aren't up uh, really aren't that bad um but uh, uh, from this, this, this proof of concept, uh, viruses would explode, uh, going from just a few experimental incidents to well over 200 programs, uh, oh, many wow. of which intended to deal uh, real damage uh, over mainly they would they would uh, just change files overwrite files on the uh, on the computers. Uh, some would even like just fully wipe hard drives and just like completely they might not be so malicious why would anybody do that at the point i I don't know dude because these people just want like you know yeah some people just want to watch the world burn Mm, you got got people doing like the superman virus like rounding off fractions of pennies into bank accounts (laughs) (laughs) from like superman three or whatever the fuck whichever christopher reeves one that was yeah that that yeah and then there's like those other i like oh you know i just want to like start a company where like i just like you know every transaction i just get like a fraction of a cent from it you know (laughs) and then like and have like credit cards and stuff you know like every time you use it i get like a fraction of cent so that's like the company (laughs) (laughs) i do like the like the bank stealing programs that are like when they're like yeah like uh, 12 million people reported five dollars missing from their account and it's like oh that's so smart because because how many people are going to notice that i guess a lot of people notice it but uh, yeah, I guess, five million. as it turns out a lot of people are poor yeah so like that five dollars matters yeah, yeah. um so uh again the rapid speed of technology is going to continue and in 1988 we are going to get the first computer virus that is spreading through the information superhighway known as the internet Woo! Uh, and its name is your capital b brent oh, no! 
Brent's like screen just glitches out this whole time. Brent, what year were you a computer born? software. 87. 87. 87. Okay, yeah. So yeah, you'd be so old enough to go through I, the I had at a, this point. Yeah, no, I had a year to like learn how to <laughs> the code and hack. Yeah. And yeah. Maybe Brent um, is on the internet just surfing the web. All right. Well, I guess that's the real story about this virus. Well, I, I guess I'll just, I don't know. This must all be wrong, but I'll tell you guys anyway. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. All right. So, it's fine. I'll dispute it. But. <laughs> um, so this is known as the Morris Worm after its creator, Robert Tappan Morris. Um, again, it was originally intended as a demonstration of the vulnerabilities of internet connection of these systems. Um, however, a mistake in his coding, this is a grown-ass man, by the way. Um, this is a grown-ass programmer who programmed a shittier computer virus than some freshman on an Apple II. I thought it was um, a baby. I thought it was a one-year-old baby named Brent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. But um, no, I, I was a better coder than this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so a a uh, an error in his coding um, allowed the program to install itself multiple times on the same computer because there was no. We talked about how all the other ones had had systems in to check if the program was there already. This one didn't care, so it would just boom, auto install. Uh, so people were getting, you know tons of copies of this virus installed on their computer, which would slow itself down to the point of unusability. Um, this was essentially a viral DOS attack. Um, and so what's a DOS attack? Yeah, what is a DOS attack? A DOS attack is a denial of service attack. And you guys probably have heard about a, uh, a type of DOS attack called a DDoS attack. Mm. And um, what a DDoS, uh, what a DOS is, is it's a... Uh, um, you're essentially uh, making a computer not be able to run. And it's, it's a very general term because there are many, many ways that you can do this. The most common is something like this, where you load something up with programs and just have it run, 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 run. And then the computer can't keep up and it just, it can't be used because it's it, all of its computing power is being used on these crazy, um, on these programs that don't even do anything, right? Is it kind of like uh, when you open up like an EXE file and it's just like, yeah, destroys well, so, your computer. So a computer has... Uh, so when a program is open, it uses... Uh, when you install... Uh, okay. Um, hold on, let me start over. To explain a quick, fast way of how, of how like a computer memory works is you have, um, you have storage and you have memory. And a lot of people use memory interchangeably with storage. However, storage is where the actual files sit. Memory is how many of these files you can run. Um, so like, At the same time? Yeah, but well, yeah. So like my laptop has um, eight gigs of RAM, um, which is pretty standard for the time. Uh, now it's, we're getting into a 16 gig standard, um, like high-end computers will have like a high-end like computer guy um, might stop at like 32 gigs because anything above that is really unnecessary unless you're doing some real like like um, like big, uh, big like rendering studios and, and stuff have have can have up to like sixty four gigs. Um, server computers that are processing a ton of that information have um, can get can get even higher than that. Um, so uh, the 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 DOS attack essentially takes up all of your RAM, um, and so your computer doesn't have any any active memory to to run the other programs that you that you would normally want um so a so that's what a dos attack is a dos attack is just 
Many programs running on on one computer that someone did. A DDoS attack is a distributed denial of service. And what that does is that is many, many, many computers often connected in a botnet that have been connected through a virus, usually, um, will all send sort of like pings, for lack of a better word, to a centralized server or to someone's computer. Um, And it slows down the internet because now the, the... the ser- the the server or whatever has to process way more of these um of these requests than it normally would at a time and that can slow it down so a ddos attack there we'll, we'll talk about famous ones but they're often used against like companies to try to shut down their their like servers and stuff like there have been a bunch sent to google and microsoft um to try to like I don't know, just mess with them because people don't like them, I guess. Yeah. Cyber attack. And anyone does any of this weird bullshit, you know? It's like uh, internet anarchy, baby. Yeah, ba- well, dude, the internet is like, a lot of people consider the internet to be like the last free place in the world or whatever. Wild, wild west. Yeah, the mm-hmm. wild, 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 wild west. So, going straight. So what happened with this? Wild, wild west. <laughs> An estimated six thousand machines were infected however only a few thousand are actually confirmed um the estimated number is uh, was about 10 percent of the entire internet at the time um a man by the name of clifford stoll who was a system administrator for lawrence berkeley national laboratory um who three years prior had helped uh capture a notorious hacker um, he was like called in to help fix this virus. Uh, he was quoted saying, "If all systems ran Unix, Unix was the was the program that the virus was designed right. to run on. This yeah. would have disabled all fifty thousand of them. Basically, if if he he was saying um, that like basically it's good that that you know some computers are nowadays some computers are running Linux, some are running Apple iOS, and some are running Windows because." Um, it's very hard to have a virus that affects all of them. Yeah, right. Um, which right. is also why we see way more viruses on Windows, since Windows is way more op- open source. It's way easier for programmers to develop viruses for these programs, um, which is one of the reasons why iOS is so secure. Um, also because it just is a secure program. Uh, yeah, so if basically if the entire internet was wrong, the entire internet would have been shut down right there. Mm-hmm. Um, all because he just... Which it's funny because he intended to show that this could happen, and because he messed up his code, he he ended up doing doing what he was warning against. Um, so uh, what happened? Uh, well, this is actually the first felony conviction under a under the new Computer Fraud and Abuse Act of 1984. It received widespread media coverage, and Morris was censored was sentenced to three years of probation. 400 hours of community service and a fine of about $13,000. How fitting to silence him in the year 1984. Put him in he, prison. Why don't you? Why did he you? He wasn't in prison. He was on probation in community service. <laughs> um, the U.S. Government Accountability Office puts the estimated damages and okay this is like this is almost meaningless this fact because the estimated damages are between a hundred thousand and ten million it's like that is it's like that, it's that between is a, zero and five hundred thousand yeah it's like that is an even even the numbers that you gave is a smaller range than this i know like, it'd be like if you're on a, if it's like uh you know you're you're filling out some paperwork and it's like 
when's your birthday? And you're like, oh, it's between January 1st and February. It's like, why even mention 100,000? December 31st. No, it's so <laughs> yeah. stupid. It's like, why not just be like upwards of $10 million? I don't know. Like, like p- potentially as high as 10 million. I don't know. But 100000 to $10 million. This guy only had to pay thirteen k. Who cares? Um, <laughs> they would like entire like sections of the like internet service providers were, were, were cutting themselves off from other um other networks to to try to like quarantine these networks as they were being um like fixed of this issue um like a lot of the machines uh uh clifford stole would say would take like multiple days to fix um and this was you know thousands of computers that needed to be completely rid of this virus in order for the internet to to go back up um so yeah so that was the first sort of high uh profile computer virus in the mainstream media and uh, over the following years viruses would begin to grow as well as the appearance of the first antivirus programs uh things called the things were called like flu shot and uh and some other ones that would um uh they were as simple as just detecting programs that were running and and, and telling you about the programs that were running or things that were being installed um some could even go and like find the viruses and get them out but by the mid to late 90s, an entirely new form of virus emerged. Um, so now we're probably the getting Bobby viruses virus. that, that Brent could have most likely have encountered personally. Um, sure. So with I Microsoft, was still a baby, but I, I hadn't yet learned how to yeah, hack. Yeah, I wasn't born yet. Um, <laughs> but uh, I don't even remember the... Um, I don't, even, I don't even remember the virus. There, there's one virus that we're going to talk about from 2017 that I have never heard about. But um, so uh, Microsoft uh, began programming in various ways uh, to sort of start our automating processes on a computer. Uh, and these are called macros. Mm. Um, so macros were meant to automate computer processes and just make it easier for, uh, for you know, more user friendly. Uh, however, it was discovered that these uh, the, the language that the macros were written in was robust enough to allow for the programming of self self replication. So, you know, as soon as there's a new program, they're like, boom, we can boom, we can we can we can make viruses out of this. Um, and so, because these macros would were designed to run automatically, uh, this meant that. The viruses would run automatically without uh, without the need of a of a, of a human to um, to start up any program. They would just have to get the virus onto the computer itself. Uh, so this uh, gave way in 1995 to the first macro virus, which was known uh, aptly named concept as a again as just a concept of okay, can I use macros to actually do this? Right. Um, so what concept actually did was it would um, infect Word documents. Um, and again, this one was mostly harmless. Uh, it would spread mainly through emails with Word documents attached to it. Uh, this had a larger effect of causing many people to be fearful of email, thinking that email was a way to email was a was an easy way to spread viruses, which, you know, they're not entirely wrong. They're wrong at the time, technically, because it wasn't the emails. It was um the word documents themselves um right and so it would just like it it, yeah it would uh it would um it would the user would send a document 
when they opened up the Word document, the macro would run, infecting now the new host Word documents, and it still relied on me attaching an infected document to an email and sending it to someone and that person opening that email. Um, so, uh, a, uh, so the first sort of notable example of this is happy 99. Um, so happy 99 was described by its creator as a sympathetic hitchhiker who uses your internet to travel and thanks you for the trip with a little animation. So Brent, I don't know if you ever got any emails that would that had a had a had an execute an, an executable file that when you ran it would would pop up a window and fireworks would play a little a little pixel animation of fireworks would play. Yeah, that kind of sounds like something that mu- that that's a little familiar. Like maybe that happened well, at some Brent, point. It was actually a computer virus. You dumb oh. idiot. I was so stupid. Brad, I did not know this. Uh, I got to the end of the email survey where you say, you know, like what your like favorite school lunch was and like what band you think is lame. <laughs> and, you know, at the end of the questions and then you click the thing. Oh, no. And I forwarded it no. to all my friends. Oh, no, this is, this is fine. Uh, Brent became John Mulaney for a minute there. <laughs> I forwarded it to all my friends. Oh, that was a good John Mulaney, dude. Yeah, well. Well, you know, it's probably too soon. He's still in rehab, so. Oh, oh hello. No, he. I feel like he would want people to do impressions mm-hmm. of him. Hey, everybody, it's me, John Mulaney. Like he doesn't. Mm-hmm. He, he seems like he would want people to laugh at his misfortune. I don't know. Probably, yeah. It seems yeah. like he's the type. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. So, luckily for uh, dumb baby Brent. <laughs> beautiful baby brenty boy as i used to call him yes Uh, (laughs) it wasn't actually malicious uh the most malicious thing it would do was it 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 reserved a small bit of memory for the uh for the program uh so it acted as it was it was primarily a worm because um happy 99 was the program itself however it acted as part trojan and part virus um because uh it would arrive in an email attachment with uh, a program happy.exe and exe is an executable file which is just something that runs a program uh, upon running the fireworks animation uh, a worm would copy itself and modify files on the computer to uh, in, in a series of ways to gain access to the user's email um, so that whenever the user sent an email a second email would be sent along with it from the from the user. So if I sent it, if I sent an email to Brent, like that had like topic ideas, Brent would then get a second email from me, like a second later. That was just happy.exe. Um, um, yeah. Uh, so there is no damage reported. Um, however, 10k to 15k uh, computers are estimated to have been infected with this, um, which is actually. Less than I thought. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. But you know, there were again like computers weren't yeah super ubiquitous until you know a little bit later. Yeah. Well, I mean, what, what was it like a few years prior? Ten percent of the internet was six thousand computers. Um, right. I have. Uh, we'll 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 talk about there. We have another number of what ten percent of the internet was at a later date, which is which is crazy. Um, but we'll get there when we get there. Um, so happy 99 came and went, uh, it was a, uh, macro virus. Other macro viruses came. We don't really care about those. Uh, the year 2000 comes by 
Everyone survives Y2K. Um, I'm born. I was actually born for Happy 90. I was born in 98, so I'm alive now. <laughs> S-Jack, um, Slay Queen. Thank you. Thank you. The boys are all hacking now. Yes. The boys are the back. Trifecta. The boys are hacking town. The boys, boys, boys. boys. I just finished no, my masterpiece. Town. I was thinking this could be yeah. the meme for this week. Yeah. Nice. It says hacking hacker Brent. Put some That's zeros funny. and ones in the background. Yeah, put some zeros and ones in the background. And for the people at home when they see this, this is exactly what I look like at this present moment. <laughs> like a, a dirty, uh, dirty homeless man really behind oh, a computer. There we go. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> dirty, dirty. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God I wasn't like, oh my God, Brent, that looks exactly like you. <laughs> what a waste of time that was. Uh, uh, no, dude, it was good, a good, little, good work there, Bob. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We're going to have to put a That really is very accurate. I'm very proud screen. of the finger movements. I think the keyboard looks really good. Thanks, dude. It's kind yeah. of a... It's kind of a... I can tell you got lazy as you got to the lower <laughs> rows. Because they started yeah. out as really good keys, and then the last row is just like... Wait, you line. know what's funny, Jack? You know what's funny? <laughs> Actually... <laughs> Wait, do you mean I, I got lazier as I got closer to the bottom? No, no, no. The top. I mean, look at the lines I did it, at the top. I did it from top to bottom. Oh my god! <laughs> so I got I started lazy and I got more oh less lazy as I went on somehow. Somehow. Hey, he's got to get uh, some momentum going. Anyway, but, so that'll uh, be our meme. So go check yeah. it out on Instagram. Yeah. So the year is two thousand. Everyone survived Y two K, and a virus known as I love you was created by Onel de Guzman um, mm -hmm. as a way to steal passwords from people in uh, Manila, which is in the Philippines, uh, so he could mm -hmm. access their internet. He was very poor, um, and so he just wanted their internet account information so he could log in, use the internet, watch some YouTube. You know, YouTube wasn't around back then. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. He could go uh, onto like AOL and play some Slingo yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he kind of sounds like a Ocean's Eleven villain. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I mean, his defense was that he believed that the internet was a human right, so he was like, "I'm not really stealing. I'm just like accessing my human right." Yes. Um, taking the right back. Didn't really. Yeah. Didn't it's like uh, if you went to the beach and grabbed some sand and brought it home. Yeah. So. <laughs> Except um, not. <laughs> Yeah, so this virus was had a uh, had a limiter on it. It was a uh, geo limiter, so it wouldn't spread anywhere outside of the Philippines. Um, however, he removed the limiter out of curiosity. He was like, "Hey, why not?" Uh, and mm -hmm. it launched on May fourth, and, uh, and it also known as the Love Bug and Love Letter for You. And it was spread in basically the same way as Happy ninety nine, uh, and and other famous uh macro viruses uh it was disguised as an email from the previously infected host so again like you would say it was sent from someone uh not not like some random email address uh and it was a attached was a dot vbs file which is like an executable file but uh more open source um and it was disguised as a text file because what uh windows did at the time was it read files from right to left and because it would read the file type first and it would uh cut off the file type so if it said a, a real text uh document would say i love you dot text you would only see it as i love you you wouldn't see the dot text right. unless you right. had unless you had set it so that you could see the file type so what he did was he named these 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 files uh i love you dot text 
Uh, and that was the name. And, and so the whole thing would be, I love you dot text dot VBS. Uh, it would Google, uh, Google, uh, windows would cut off the dot VBS. People would just think it was a text file, which even people who were like, Oh, I'm compu- I know not to open random files from, from, uh, from people. Um, like they would just think it was a text file, which is mainly harmless. It can only, it only displays text. Um, however, uh, there was a bug in windows 95 that would automatically run any code found in email attachments when the email was opened. So you didn't even need to open the actual text file. If you opened the email at all, you were fucked. Um, so yeah, once, uh, once you open the email, it would search, uh, your computer for any JPGs, JPEGs, VBSs, VBEs, JSs, JSEs, CSS, VHS, SCT, DOC, HTA, HTA, MP2, and MP3 files on your computer. It would look for all of those. Um, and it would replace any of those files found with copies of itself. Uh, and then search for access to Microsoft Outlook, uh, the address book, and then it would send itself to every contact on the on the list. So the method of spreading was 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 notably programmed to be way more uh, way higher than uh, than just the happy ninety nine. Um, uh, yeah. A weird note is that it wouldn't actually change the MP three files; it would just hide your MP three files. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> um, so, uh, but now how am I supposed to listen to my? I did it all for the Nookie yeah. Limp Biscuit track that I stole off a of Kazaa. Yeah, was LimeWire a thing oh by God. now? I don't even know. Yeah, see, I started on Kazaa, and then Kazaa was like, "Ah, oh, we're over Kazaa now because they're guy. suing people." So I would just go to LimeWire now. <laughs> I would just use the Pirate Bay. Listen, man, it was the Wild West. We jumped from whatever platform to whatever platform. Yeah. I was introduced until it got shut down. Torrent. All right. So mm. remember when I said uh, we'll talk about what number of computers is ten percent of the internet now? Yeah. Ten um, yeah. percent of the internet in in uh, in eighty eight was six thousand computers. Uh, within ten days of of the uh, so by May fourteenth, ten um, percent of the internet was infected. Fifty million computers yep. reported infections. Twelve years. Ten for the ten percent of the internet went from six thousand to fifty million computers. That's crazy. Which is like, which is just insane. It shows the scale. I, I how, believe. How... I believe we got an, we got an S curve there, Bobby. I think that's what we call an S curve. So uh... It's a bit of a, a disruptive technology. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah. So again, this virus um, was incredibly, incredibly dangerous uh, because it. I, as you heard, that was a massive list of file types. Yeah. Um, mm. So it would it would it would ruin a lot of files. Um, it caused an estimated five to nine billion dollars in damage. Billion with a B. Five to nine billion. Billion. Billions. Billions Which, and billions I mean, of viruses. If, if we're going to assume the previous <laughs> virus had a max damage of, of 10 million, like, this one is blowing that out of the water yeah. with this. Um, <laughs> funny. <Serious> gains. <laughs> This is my favorite part. Um, at the time, the Philippines had no laws against writing malware, so the charges were dropped. Nice. 
<laughs> wow. Oh uh, yeah, it's it's like he just was like, "Hey, there's no rule in in the the rule book that says a dog can't play basketball." <laughs> hey, no rule said dog can't play ball. I love that. I love, that's like that's like the Nothing best. Show me the, the law. Show me the law. I Not love there. that, <laughs> dude. I had a um, I had a driving uh, instructor teacher for like driver's ed, um, and he was like. Whenever I get into a, like, like, he's like, I keep a copy of the uh, driver's ed manual in my car so that if I ever get into an instance of road rage, um, I can show them the law of why I'm right and they're wrong. And I'm like, <laughs> that is so guy, extra. He was kind of an asshole. He would also tell us about how, like, he was like the most intense guy ever. Um, and, well, he wouldn't tell us about that. I considered him to be the most intense guy oh, ever. Oh, yeah. Because, like, every day he would, like, tell us a new thing about like what he did and he like it was like oh yeah he was an ex-cop oh he was uh he's he he used to go he he goes deer hunting oh he shoots uh pistols competitively um and then he started telling us about he's an elk cloner yeah he's like i he's like i force all of my children to learn uh stick shift driving (laughs) and then he started telling us about like he, he 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 was talking about accidents it would be like oh yeah i uh, 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 a friend of mine I, I like all of his friends had had children who have died in car accidents and he would just always tell us the oh, stories wow. about them like it, it was always like oh yeah i i had a buddy who's uh they were driving like that and everyone in the car died and we're like oh okay uh, okay that's mm-hmm. the problem yeah he was he I was had uh, a, one of my friends bad. she had a driver instructor who taught her that when somebody like gives you road rage, you know, the normal like reaction is like beep or like flip them off. But um, what, what her driving instructor said was like, you just got to like, give them a good look and just thumbs down. <laughs> that's actually, thumbs down. That's Cause for some reason good. it like, it hits different, you know, like a thumbs yeah. down, just like, Oh man. Like, well, I, <laughs> dude, if I did, if I did something bad, somebody gave me a thumbs down. I think I would feel so bad. Yeah. Cause right. Ex- cause you're expect, cause you're expecting them to get angry. And I think like, I, I think it's a weird, it's, it, it's kind of a weird, um, human like quirk where yeah. like anger is, is, is constantly seen as a negative thing. And, and anger, like for the most part, anger is a negative thing. I will say, but like, a lot of people also associate that also think that that means that all anger is unjust. Um, and so like when, when, when someone is angry towards you, even if you're in the wrong, the fact that they're angry for some reason gives you ground to you like on. shut, shut it off. Yeah. Yeah. You, like, you can you, be like, you, like, like, like it gives you an excuse to get angry or you, or like you can be like, gives you like, be like, oh, don't you like, why are you getting so angry? Yeah. Like you know? a hole, like, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> what, um, what an a hole. I don't know. I just think that's a fun. But when someone's disappointed quirk. in you, it changes everything because <laughs> yeah, well, you're not. You're, like, you're also oh. not expecting it. Like you're yeah, expecting exactly. the anger, and you're like, oh, the disappointment is is weird. Well, also, <laughs> if you get angry at someone who's disappointed, then you just look like an asshole. Yeah. Now you're the asshole. Yeah. Exactly. Like what? Like imagine if someone was like thumbs down, and you were like, hey, come on, man, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I do but, my uh, best Sebastian Maniscalco impression. Yeah, speaking of uh, comedy speaking of human, today, that's speaking it. of human emotions, um, hmm. social engineering is a uh, is a major part of how viruses spread at at, at this time. Um, 
Yes, the I Love You virus is probably one of the uh, most, uh, it's probably one of the best examples of uh, social engineering uh, because all the viruses up until this point, even though they could now run and replicate themselves on their own, they still needed that first human interaction. They still needed that email to be opened. And Happy 99 relied on, you know, Happy and the promise of, of, of some fun executable file. I Love You was either... You know, curiosity because it would be from someone. These 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 seemingly love letters would be from people that you know. They would be on your email contact list. So you'd be like, "Why am I getting a love letter from my coworker or something?" Mm-hmm. Um, and you would open it up, and um, yeah, boom. Um, why is that true? Like, why can't viruses skip that step? Um, because they need to. Like, at, they they just didn't. They, they 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 weren't programmed to to start on their own yet. Yeah. Um. They still needed that initial f- first step, like, it, like uh, you know, like a ball at the top of a hill. Um. If it's as long as it's sitting at the top of a hill, it's going to stay at the top of the hill. But as soon as you push it, it's going to roll all the way to the bottom. Right. It makes sense. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just funny because like we were talking earlier about like the make sure you read everything before you click accept. It's yeah. like if they if their true goal was to be like malicious and not actually care about you or your computer why wouldn't they just make it so that it just tricks you into downloading like why wouldn't it just um, be except this know. and you won't get any download problems and then it's oh just, yeah i don't know you know what i'm saying like it's weird that they like weirdly follow the law a little bit oh because you <laughs> like, have to because you have to because if they get found that they're not following the law yeah like, right vi- i mean the thing is is trojan like trojans are not legal at all Right. Um, like you gotta, like you have to know, you have to tell people what is being installed, basically. Um, right. Otherwise, but, uh, they would they would get shut down quickly. Yeah. 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 Makes sense. Um, like the risk just isn't worth it because like mm-hmm. people know that they don't even read that shit anyway. You ever, I, there's right. always those videos of like people like they're just like minding their own business and all of a sudden people break into their house and start like beating the shit out of them or something and they're yeah. like. And they're like, what's going on? And they're like, you didn't read the user agreement. This is, we can do this. This was in the user agreement. Um, the joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So uh, they, uh, yeah. So these viruses still needed something to initiate them. Um, the virus arriving on the computer wasn't enough. Uh, enter Blaster. Uh, Blaster is a virus that was released in 2003. Uh, 80% of it was um, on Windows 2, and 20% of it would run on uh, Windows XP. Um, uh, meaning that any when Blaster arrived at your computer, it would check, it, it would either, it had an 80% chance to run the Windows 2000 version, and it had an 80% chance, it had a 20% chance to run the Windows XP version. Um, so if, you, if it ran... The 2000 ver- if it ran it, it, those percentages might be flipped around instead um and that also might not even be for blaster that might have been for sasser which was a later which was a later virus which were they were essentially the <laughs> same thing i like sasser, sasser. <laughs> um but what these viruses did <laughs> was uh it was able to once it got on your computer it would open a port and it would search for any open ports and once it found an open port it would go to that one uh download itself uh, start replicating itself and then open ports look for open ports spread that way um, and so what was this virus uh, this virus had a note. I need to get the actual transcript of this note because it's so funny 
Um, all right. So the uh, it contained two messages. The first message is said, I just want to say, love you, son. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes a uh, an alternate message would show up that would say, Billy Gates, why do you make this possible? Stop making money and fix your software. (laughs) 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 Which was obviously a a message to Bill Gates, the founder of Microsoft. Yeah. Um, And uh, it was, again... Now that message would read something like, Hey, Bill Gates, stop microchipping me and give me (laughs) monies back, please. Yeah. Um, (laughs) like so again another virus which its only intention was seemingly to uh um uh just just be like hey there's this vulnerability in your program that you should probably fix um so the blaster worm shut down ctx which was the largest railroad system in the eastern u.s uh for hours it uh crippled the new navy marine corps internet uh shut down air canada's check-in system uh and has been implicated in the severity of the northeast blackout meaning that they can't really they don't really know but they're like we're pretty sure that this had an this this had an effect in in the result of the blackout um right oh the uh, Maryland Motor Vehicle Administration Authority shut its offices for the day because its systems were so clogged. Um, other organizations reportedly suffering from the uh, network's sh- uh, slowdowns, or even worse, uh, include the German car manufacturer BMW, uh, Swedish telecom Telia Sonera, and the Federal Reserve Bank of Atlanta and Philadelphia City Hall. Uh, total damage uh, is estimated. Philadelphia City Hall. Good times. Yeah. Good yeah, times. Yeah, so, like, this had, like, like it affected many, like, government things in, in the United States. Um, the damage is total to be about $320 million. Um, They think it originated in China, um, but the actual authors of the virus aren't really uh, known. Oh, no, just mm-hmm. kidding. What? jk lol just fast. kidding it was that was the other virus uh, i i've read about so many viruses sasser started in china blaster was was started in minnesota by a guy named jeffrey lee parson Ugh, jeffrey um jeffrey yeah and like oh well, get out of here. well okay so i will say something i'll say before we get into um the next one. The next topic that I have is the uh, largest computer virus to date. Um, so a quick, a quick, oh, a quick primer. Um, I've been ignoring a small fact about many of these viruses is that once the initial source code gets sent out there, um, tons and tons and tons of people will take that initial source code, modify it slightly, and release it as a new vi- as a new virus, like a variant. Mutations. Very similar to how, yes, real viruses mutate. It's crazy how similar computer viruses and real life viruses are. Um, but, uh, so... Well, it's just like, like, I the like I- living things just have, like, the same goal. And, you know, as humans, we're just, like, little gremlins. And we're- well, there's a... Um, I watched a video um, where there's a theory that um organ uh inorganic life created by organic life is the ultimate um pinnacle of evolution is that we are evolving our uh, our brain our, the the brain is evolving a way to 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 like essentially humans are going to get smart enough to make 
um, artificial life that will then surpass any sort of organic life. And then the artificial life will just continue to, to, to propagate itself. That it's a the, I forget what it's actually called. I, I got, I'd have to rewatch the video. I don't like at the end of, uh, artificial intelligence, the movie, you know, when they fast forward millions or thousands of years into the future and robots were searching the universe, trying to find who created them. Yeah. It was humans. That's humans. Interesting. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so like the I love you virus, um, the .vbs file are very, very easy to, um, to edit. And so the I love you people were, there were, there were, uh, I think 25 variations or something of, uh, of the I love you virus that people were just taking the original source code and modifying it. Um, and so that's a very important aspect for this next virus, which has been named My Doom. My dude, uh, and it my, hey, my doom, dude. my doom, 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 my doom. Oh, uh, my it was, dude. It was first named my this um, because uh, when uh, one of the first people to notice this virus um, was reading, uh, was like analyzing its code and programming, and realized how, um, in like immediately realized how bad this is going to be, and so he w- he called it my doom. So, what happened? January twenty sixth. 2004 uh the my doom virus is first identified around 8 a.m eastern standard time just before the beginning of the workday in northern america uh the earliest messages originate from russia uh for a period of a few hours in the uh, middle of the day the worms uh the worm rapidly spreads and it slows overall internet performance by approximately 10 percent uh, so the the average web page uh, load time has been increased by about fifty percent. Uh, computer ser- security companies report that my doom is responsible for approximately one in ten email messages at this time. So, uh, like four or five hours. Um, although my doom's denial of service attack was scheduled to begin on. So, uh, what did my doom? say my doom essentially uh had a message in it that was going to say on february 1st um we're going to ddos yeah a large a large computer research firm called uh sco uh santa cruz uh operations um and it uh they were going to attack their servers and it was it was in the uh in the note um the next day, the SEO group offers a $250,000 reward for any information that can lead to the arrest of the worm's creator. Uh, in the U.S., the FBI and the Secret Service have begun to investigate the worm. The next day, January 28th, a second version of the worm is discovered two days uh, after the initial attack. The first messages sent by mydoom.b are identified around uh, 6 o'clock uh pm also appeared to originate from russia the new version includes the original uh ddos attack against the seo group uh and an identical attack aimed at microsoft scheduled to begin on february 3rd however both attacks are suspected to be either broken or non-functionally uh decoys uh intended to conceal the backdoor function of my doom um, my doom B also blocks access to websites of over 60 computer computer security companies, as well as pop-up advertisements and other online marketing companies, uh, ads and stuff. 
The uh, spread of MyDoom has now peaked. Uh, computer security pro companies report that MyDoom is is responsible for roughly one in five email messages at this time. Oh, 20% of all email traffic on the planet is being sent by the programs of this virus. That's crazy. Um, so... Uh, I had mentioned that backdoor function. The original MyDoom, they were able to tell after this whole thing happened, but what it actually had, the main purpose of it was opening a backdoor, um, which uh, a backdoor is, is something that a virus can do where it, it uh, makes it easier, it, it makes your computer more vulnerable. It, it opens a backdoor, essentially, as if you were to leave the backdoor of your house open. Um, so, uh, the next day, January 29th, the spread of my doom begins to decline as the as bugs in my doom bees code prevent it from spreading as rapidly as first anticipated. Microsoft is now also offering a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar reward. Uh, February first, an estimated one million computers around the world uh, infected with my doom begin the uh, begin the attack the 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 DDoS attack. Um, the largest attack ever. This is the largest DDoS attack in the history of the world so far. Um, as uh, February 1st arrives in East Asia and Australia, because um, to a computer virus, uh, the actual, like, you know, midnight uh, on the machine, the machine ticking over to midnight actually matters because it wouldn't, it wouldn't, uh, it's not going to, it, it was scheduled to turn on on February 1st, so it will turn on right on February 1st. Not, it, it, it wouldn't be able to do it everywhere. Um, all at right. the same time, it would have to be at the midnight for the machine, as as I said. Um, so SEO uh, removed their main website www.seo.com. Um, uh, uh, they just like they instead of being like, oh, we're gonna let them attack us they just took their website down uh because they decided like nobody's going to be able to use our website anyway there is no point in leaving a website up that is being attacked by over a million computers right now um so yeah so that one got uh that one got uh shut down um and uh there is no um confirmation about how much uh damage was done to the seo most likely none because they took down their thing so it was just whatever uh february 3rd my doom b uh their ddos attack on microsoft begins uh microsoft prepared by offering a website uh an, another website which uh the virus was not programmed to attack uh however the impact of the attack uh remains minimal and uh the main microsoft.com actually still rem uh remained up um this is uh, attributed to the lower distribution of my doom B because of the bug that uh, didn't let it um, uh, that didn't let it uh, that didn't let it propagate as much. And um, also because uh, Microsoft had been the victim of uh, DDoS attacks in the past, they were prepared for a, for a large scale DDoS attack. Um, their web servers and their hosting services had uh, re were really like, had a, had a very high load tolerance for th for this exact thing. Um, 
some <laughs> some experts point out that the burden that this uh, DDoS attack had on the Microsoft servers is considerably less than the stress that the servers experience when a new when a new uh, uh, when a new Windows update goes live. <laughs> uh, so like Microsoft was totally fine. <laughs> um, so uh, on the February 9th, uh, another variation known as Doom Juice, uh, which was a parasitic worm. Uh, the reason why it was parasitic was because it used the back doors uh, that were left open by the uh, by the initial uh, My Doom attack. It, it, it cannot infect computers that weren't infected by My Doom in the uh, in the first place. Uh, its intention was again to be a, a DDoS attack against Microsoft, most likely because the initial one failed. Um, on February twelfth, my Doom A has been programmed to stop spreading the initial one. So whoever started it sent out a, a kill switch. Essentially, um, the back door still remained open. Uh, my Doom B uh, on the first of March is programmed to stop spreading. Um, again, though, the back door left by my Doom B is still there. On July 26th, a variant of my Doom attacks Google, Atla Vista, and Lycos. Um, again, this this one used all of the back doors that were that were done, um, completely stopping the function of uh, Google's search engine for uh, a good portion of a day. It also created noticeable slowdowns in the Atlanta Vista and Lycos engines for several hours. Uh, on the 10th of September, uh, MyDoom versions U, X, W, and X uh, appeared, uh, started to spark worries that a more powerful version of MyDoom is being prepared. On the 18th of February, MyDoom version AO was first being reported, and by uh, uh, 18th of February 2005, and then uh, basically quiet until uh, July of 2009, um, when uh, a, a new round of MyDoom uh, DDoS attacks uh, surfaced, uh, attacking servers in South Korea and the United States. Um, mm. So that is um, what. Uh, that is a uh, that is the largest computer virus uh, attack uh, to this day. Let's hope uh, there's not another one. <laughs> yeah, let's definitely hope because I was gonna say let's top it, boys. An, Here we go. Well, it's funny. You're calling on you, brain boggle listeners. Thirty eight point five billion dollars in damage is estimated to Damn. have taken place. However. I think it's funny that um, there is a Wikipedia. It's 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 it's. I think it's like virus.wiki. Dot. I think is actually what it is. It's 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 a mm -hmm. it's a Wikipedia for computer viruses. Um, yeah. They they put uh, a note that said uh, it would that estimation was given by a company that is notorious for for gross overestimations. Um, but I think that also might just have been the article was written by. Um, hackers who are like who are mad at people who were like salty at people for 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 like uh, trying to portray them in a worse light than they actually are it's like no we didn't cause 38 million billion dollars in damage we didn't cause any amount of dollars in damage all we did was stop work like that the, the, their argument is the fact that these estimations come from how much work was stopped not how much um like 
uh, not how much like merch, like a like a actual material of value was lost or something. Right. Um, the uh, creator is unknown. However, uh, it is believed to be Russian in origin because it's of. Putin. Putin did it. <laughs> was Putin? Was Putin a guy? And was he doing? Was he? Was he the Russian guy in two thousand four? Has he been in power that long? Let me look it, it up. It might have been. Um, shit. What? What was the guy before him? Putin started in nineteen ninety nine. Oh. Oh. No, oh. Yeah. He's been around for a minute. And then okay, yeah, he yeah, was yeah, not president was it, for a. Few was it years. Gorbachev before that? Le- no, it was uh, Yeltsin. Whoa, it really went Yeltsin yes. to... Yeah. Yeltsin yeah, to Putin? Putin's been in there for a while, so... Yeah. It was Yeltsin, Putin, and then Medvedev for four years, and then Medvedev. Putin again. I don't even remember him, but... Um, unremarkable Russian president. <laughs> um, a Russian but politician yeah, serving as deputy chairman. Served as president. Yeah, no, it, um, And he was prime minister... He was regarded as more liberal. I'm telling you, Putin did it. He was riding. Yeah. In, uh, okay. Yeah. So it would have been. It was shirtless Putin's, on his horse. Uh, Putin's time. <laughs> um. Yeah. So yeah. So to this day, that uh, that attack has not been topped. Um. It probably eventually will be. I. Uh, it probably. I mean, it could have already been. Uh. Because uh, we don't even know the full scope of these like Russian hack attacks that have been right. Uh. Sent to, to our nation. Um. A few yeah. times so far. So it it could have been, but probably not because if it was, it probably would have been noticed. Um. So uh, we're gonna. This brings us to our most recent uh virus, notable virus that I'll talk about in which is a ransomware called WannaCry. Um, WannaCry? Yeah. It was called WannaCry, not because it made you want to cry. Well, make that, that, me want to cry! <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sure that was part of it, but it would, um, it would, cha- it would edit files to have W-A-N and um, C-R-Y like, in them. Uh, so mm. it was just, mm. WannaCry was a, uh, a, a, a thing. Um so what is ransomware? You, I hear. My, what is ransomware? Tens of listeners ask. Um, <laughs> uh, ransomware is a virus whose goal is to um, is to encrypt the user's data and hold it for ransom. Um, so, uh, so like that Black Mirror episode, kind of. Um. Where like he's like, oh, I've got a video of you shit wanking mm, off, no, and I'm gonna really. send it to everyone if you that's don't kinda, do it. That's say. just that's just that's just blackmail. That's just regular old blackmail. Gotcha. Um, what ransomware does specifically is, um, uh, well, here I'll just I'll just explain what happened. Uh, in May of 2017, uh, it uh, WannaCry activated, infecting over 200,000 computers over the course of a few days. Uh, it would encrypt the user's data and display a screen telling them to pay $300 in Bitcoin to a specific Bitcoin wallet ID, or their data would be deleted forever. Um, so it had a, it had a two-day timer until the price of the of the to get the de- decryption key uh, would double to $600, and then a day after that, it said that all your data would be deleted. A, <laughs> I can't believe. <laughs> 
I just, in my notes, I wrote oh, no. elite hacker nerd <laughs> by the name of Marcus Hutchinson. Um, had uh, seen the he had seen the um. Uh, he was working as IT at a, at a place, and um, somebody was like, "Oh, hey, what's up with uh, this computer?" Huh? And so, like, internet uh, internet across the world slowed down a little bit, and um, it was like he he noticed on the news that this was not just um, a thing in his office; it was it was uh, widespread. So he immediately downloads the software, puts it onto a uh, uh, um, a, uh, a, a, a a like a test bench, the equivalent of of. Um, of studying viruses in like a petri dish in a lab um it was like a control uh, computer system that wasn't connected to anything the virus couldn't spread anywhere and so he used that um to to sort of analyze this this uh this virus's code and what it was actually doing um so uh hutchinson had found that the virus would ping a domain and then the domain would send a ping back um, telling the virus to go ahead and move to the next step after the every time the virus when the virus did its its encryption it would ping to the domain saying i've done my encryption is it okay for me to spread to another computer the domain would ping back saying yes um hutchinson noticed that the domain was not registered to anyone so he just went on and registered the domain and like and like that the uh spread uh over the course of four four days slowed down to a trickle um because uh there were two other variants of the virus uh discovered as well that were pinging two other separate domains and these two other domains would be um registered under two other elite hackers as well um there was a uh a um hutchinson was was running this domain off of a server like a a hobby server that he had in his bedroom um, but a, uh, a, a computer research firm offered their, uh, offered to move the domain to their services, which could handle a much larger uh, service because they knew that if, if his domain went down, um, the viruses would be able to get instruction again and keep spreading. Um, mm. So this, all of this helped uh, stop the uh, spread. Eventually, um, uh, programmers were able to, to find the decryption key and... Um, help decrypt everyone's uh everyone's sheet um and here is the best part the reason why this virus was able to spread so well was because it was using a technique program called eternal blue now what is eternal blue eternal blue is a specific exploit used to execute cyber attacks which was developed by the nsa when they were studying um network vulnerabilities in windows and microsoft was like hey nsa um you guys realize that if you had told us about this issue we could have maybe made a patch that would have fixed this instead of you guys just holding on to this information clearly trying to use it for your own purposes um and so well if the nsa has it um it was stolen by a group of hackers known as the shadow brokers uh that's what Mm -hmm. they're called the uh, a group of hackers known as the shadow brokers they hacked into nsa systems found this exploit and leaked it to the public there's like literally a character in mass effect who i think is called the shadow broker <laughs> like what what is this maybe it's uh <laughs> maybe, maybe it's, uh what what year did this one happen 2017 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They could have literally named themselves after the character from fucking Mass Effect. Interesting. Yeah. That they probably maybe. Um, so it is widely believed that this attack was perpetrated by North Korea. Um, an estimated 140k was stolen, which is like nothing. We like, like on the grand scheme of things, it's like like what is, is like what is North Korea going to do with that? It's nothing. Apparently, North Koreans are really a big fans of uh, Mass Effect because it's absolutely a, a character no called way. the Shadow Broker from that <laughs> from the second game. That's funny. What a bunch of nerds. Um, so a uh, a fun fact: uh, a year later, or uh, later that year. Um, so, so Hutchinson was like in, in the, uh, in the, in the hacker programmer community, he was like a God. He was like seen as, is is like a legendary figure. Um, and he, uh, went to DEF CON. DEF CON is a hacking, uh, convention. Um, mm. he went to DEF CON and like, you know, was treated as a celebrity. He was living it up as like the greatest hacker at, uh, of, of his. Who's ever coded. Yeah. Who's ever been a lead <laughs> hacker who codes. Um, and so, um, afterwards he, he, uh, so DEFCON is somewhere, I think it's held somewhere in America. He's from, um, uh, the UK. He goes to the airport to, uh, hop on a flight, get back to the UK. He gets stopped by, uh, by the, uh, by the TSA. And they're like, why don't you come, uh, come over here. Two FBI agents come over and start interrogating him. Um, and they ask him, have you ever heard of a program called Kronos? And uh, now Hutchinson thinks back to when he was in when he was going to community college, um, a a uh, a um, uh, a person over the deep web contacted him and was like, "Hey, I'll pay you in Bitcoin if you uh, make this uh, rootkit." And what a rootkit is is it it um, is a type of virus that installs itself onto a computer um, that is meant to steal passwords um and so um hutchinson uh agreed because it was a lot of money uh for the time as a young kid um so they made a first one and then um this guy named Vinny contacted him again to make the second one called chronos and he wanted to um he wanted hutchinson to make a web injector and what a web injector does is it changes um it changes what's uh it changes what displays on your on your on on web pages essentially um and so what uh what it can do is it can show false it's what shows false pages for you to enter in that like uh that like uh confirmation code and that's how people steal confirmation codes to to, to get past the two the two method uh authentication um mm. so hutchinson knew that web injectors were used to steal passwords and shit and didn't want to make the web injector. So um, Vinny was like, okay, um, you don't have to make the web injector. So he made everything else uh, of the program. And then Vinny had somebody else make the web injector. And then Vinny sent both programs to Hutchinson and was like, I need you to combine these two programs and make them work. And he was like, I'm, I told you I'm not working on the on the web injector. I, I don't want to help with this. And Vinny responded with, remember, I know um, I know your name and your address. Uh, because previously, um, Vinny knew that Hutchinson was struggling with, with, with school and programming this at the same time, got him in contact with a drug dealer on the Silk Road over the deep web who would, who would supply him with amphetamine so he could stay up all night, um, programming. And then he, during the day he would study at night, he would program, and then he would just, he would literally sleep through the entire weekend. 
and that was his life uh, until mm-hmm. until this Kronos program was finished. And and the guy um, was like, "Oh, what's your name and address so I can send you some some free drugs um, for helping my friend Vinny out?" And and he didn't think anything of it. Obviously, now he knew it was a ploy to just get his name and address to use for blackmail. Um, right. So they were like, um. So so he ended up putting it together. Kronos would, went on to be a rootkit that would steal shit, and then he ended up getting arrested uh, for this. So like so after his major celebrity of being the guy who 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 stopped WannaCry, he gets arrested for Kronos. Um, he gets put on leave from his job. He goes on trial. Uh, the judge ultimately decides that um, uh, the only reason why uh, like WannaCry was able to stop was because like. Uh, he, he, the judge essentially was like, "We need people like you fighting on the good side." Um, so I'm gonna you, like, dude, it's the catch me if you can. Situation. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you off with the, with the, with like, with, with, I think just like a fine or something, and and some, and some probation. Uh, he was on like house arrest for 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 like two months or something. Um, house, he was on house arrest for two months, um, without access to a computer at all. He was not oh, legally no. allowed to have a computer. And this is in 2017. So the yeah. dude's in 20, the dude, he has to stay in his house in 2017, um, for two months. Uh, he was the, the, the original quarantine guy, but, uh, yeah. eventually mm-hmm. he was allowed to go outside. Um, and he said that that helped him because like all he would do is ride his bike and swim in the ocean, um, and just think about his life. And so by the time it was his actual hearing for the actual sentencing, they were, um, he was like ready for whatever. And he was greatly surprised to be, to be let off as long as he was, uh, never, uh, never be elite hacker. He, so he's the great, that's hat how hacker, he became he be, white hat hacker green. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, that is a brief history of, um, them viruses. Of them viruses. Now, it's interesting that you brought this topic to the table because I was literally just telling Brent oh, about I didn't even realize how crazy. long we've been recording. What the heck? It's been a while. <laughs> we were uh I was talking to Brent about this last night. We were um there was this big internet outage yesterday and and everyone that I know is freaking out about it. Like, oh China's, you know, hacking us and and uh there's a big virus gonna destroy the entire country. And then it turned out that somebody just accidentally like cut a wire in New York, and that's why the internet went out. Yeah, there's a um, there's a college that has a statue dedicated to a squirrel, um, because a squirrel chewed a wire that cut power <laughs> in the internet to the college for like several days. <gasps> oh my god! Because it was happens, like dude. it was like a wire. It was it was a wire, obviously, in a location that a squirrel th- could get to. Right. Yeah. So, and it was this one specific wire. So they had like, they just didn't know what was causing the issue until they finally found it. Yeah. yeah That's why it's called hacking, bitter, dude. Them, them bitter squirrels, you know? Mm, I, yeah. I, I was playing, speaking of squirrels, I was playing Call of Duty. Or not Call of Duty. Call of Duty. What yeah. What? <laughs> it was War. like, Brent, what? <laughs> I was playing God of War today, um, right before the podcast. And, um, uh, you know how Atreus has those like abilities to like summon creatures or whatever. One of them is like a squirrel. Yes. I don't know if you guys ever use that in the game, but the squirrel talks. What? The squirrel just like says random shit. Like it just. I was like, what the hell is this? Wait, I have to look this uh, up after the pod. Yeah, because uh, basically, I just I was trying to beat um the the Valkyrie Queen oh. on Ultra Hard. Oh wait, and, um, um, I, that squirrel yeah, is uh, that squirrel is is Reditusker. I bet. 
Yeah, yeah, yep. it's Ratatoska. That's the one. It's like Ratatouille, yeah. but for he's Norse. The, uh, he's the messenger of the Norse gods. He like yeah, he, well, he runs up and down Yggdrasil bringing information. Right. Well, I literally never used that ability in the game before, but I I was trying to beat um the Valkyrie Queen on the hardest setting and. I needed some more rage because uh, I needed to because I was trying to utilize you know the you pick up a giant boulder and just throw rage it at is her so good. thing. I love rage in that game. And uh, I needed more rage, but I was like, I've done everything in the game. How am I gonna go get my rage up? And then I I just looked up like, oh yeah, if you use the squirrel ability, if you max it out, he just like gives you like three rage stones. Yeah, and you just like fully. So I was like, all right, I guess I'll do that. And then also I do it, and the squirrel's like, what? But I didn't just like talk <laughs> to like, you. I'm like, what the oh, fuck? What did you summon me for, buddy? That's awesome. Yeah, I know. Basically, it was like literally that. I was like, "What the hell? This is so random <laughs> in this funny. game." Oh, but that. by the way, I did, I did beat uh, uh, the Valkyrie Queen. <gasps> yeah. It took like twenty, took like twenty-five tries, but I did it. Nice, Brent. <laughs> so that's my humble brag for the day. Nice, so, nice, very. <laughs> All right. Well, we should, um, we should probably <laughs> we should end this, this before up. my computer crashes from recording yeah. too long of an audio file. <laughs> right, before, before we get the next yeah. computer viruses. We, we're yeah. going to start the next computer virus. So, uh, thanks for running listening. out of memory. Thanks for listening, you mm. crazy, crazy, crazy listeners. Yes, uh, thank and remember, you so much. be careful about what you install onto your, onto your, uh, onto your machines. Yes. If you, uh, if you. If you uh, like this episode and, and can't get enough of the Brain Bog boys, uh, check us out on Instagram at Brain Boggled. Uh, you can also, uh, if you want to updates about when when in uh, when uh, when episodes come out, when when memes get posted on the Instagram, we have a Twitter at Brain Boggled Pod. Uh, if you just want to get into contact with us, uh, maybe give us some ideas. You have a question about something we said in a pod or something, uh, you can shoot us an email at brainbogglepodcast at gmail.com. That's brainbogglepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, an easy place to find all of this information is our website, brainboggled. Yeah. Is it brainbogglepodcast.com? Yeah, yeah. Brainbogpodcast.com. We also where you uh, we have a, a brain blog where you can find images that we reference during certain episodes. We have a store there. Uh, we also have links to all of our stuff and to our Patreon, where for as for as little as one dollar a month, if you choose to support us, you can get access to our bonus apps. We uh, just had bonus, one about bonus, uh, bonus. our thoughts about the future of video gaming, then some upcoming mm. games. We talked a little uh, bit about God of War. If you want to hear more of that, yeah, we talk about mm. the, the the potential sequel. Um, not the potential sequel, the sequel that is coming out. <laughs> um, yeah. And so, yeah, I think that's it. I think that's I it. I think that's yeah. all the plugs. And oh yeah, um, thank you to all the people who've left uh, more five star reviews. I've been seeing yes. the, the five stars going up. So please keep doing that. It seems to actually, like I said, it helps the algorithm somehow. And it seems like we're getting more and more downloads. So like, please, if you haven't already, you don't even have to write anything. Just leaving the five star helps wherever you can yes. leave it. So. Just keep doing that. It's it's helping. So thank you yes, for that. Yeah, thank, you, thank you. Thank you. You are the best fans in all of podcast kingdom. True. Mm. That is true. We have and, so uh, much fun. Not land. All right. <laughs> we treat our podcast surf so well. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening. Uh, bye. 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 At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. 
by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.